Welcome back, folks, to the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. On today's show, we have BD Erickson II. BD is a proven leader and team builder successful in navigating ever-changing high-tech business climates. Having business and science degrees combined with Tony Robbins' Mastery University, he's a badass. Um, highly technical sector of clean renewable energy and clean manufacturing. Spending two decades in high-pressure leadership roles, BD has recognized multiple has been recognized multiple times for building winning teams. Standing cultures, massive impact on growth. Currently running Satic Shield, the country's leading clean power manufacturing facility and Mon- Montana's most proficient solar company. BD's pro- po- BD possesses a proven track rec- record of sustaining a high-level team buy-in. And he's going to talk about it on the show. But before we go there, Greggy, we got to go to the easy folks at Keystone Technologies. Go to K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-T-E-C-H dot com. Greg, late made easy. Yeah, talking about making it easy, they're doing one high bay fixture that you can stock and keep on your shelf and cover multiple applications. Power and color selectable, uh, three options in terms of lumens and wattage. It's 18,000 up to 30,000 lumens, two Kelvin temperatures, 4K and 5K, 100,000 hour life, all built into the same fixture. So switchable, easy, put it on the shelf, put it in the field, install it. Let's go. You got to go to keystonetech.com. That's K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-T-E-C-H.com. Light made easy. The retrofit kings keep it easy with Keystone, Greg. Of course, proud members of the National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors. That's N-A-I-L-D.org. Join us if you're a lighting distributor. What are you waiting for? That's where it's at. But for right now, BD, what's happening, brother? Surf's up. Nice to be here, boys. <laughs> hey, we're gonna th- I'm going to throw you a nice, easy softball and start off with your business here. What is dirty electricity? Give it to us. Break it down. So dirty electricity is a real thing. It is measurable. When you have electricity coming into your home or facility, it's got to be with, within some standards, right? So if you plug something in and it's a 120-volt outlet, it needs to be 120, man. If it's 200 volts, it's going to fry whatever you have in it. In the U.S., we're at a frequency of 60 hertz. In Europe, they like 50, right? Um, when I was a kid, when my mom would be cleaning the house. I'm watching, you know, Gilligan's Island or the Brady Bunch. And my mom would vacuum and put lines. You know, you were right there watching Carol Burnett and Braves baseball, right? TVS, baby. It's what we grew up on. So when my mom would come in and vacuum, it messed up the TV. Well, I'm an eight-year-old Jedi, so I jumped for the rabbit ears. I'm old, man. I'm older than you fellas a little bit. That's how you got your clear signal, right? I learned as an adult, it had nothing to do with the wireless waves. Clean electricity was coming into my mom's vacuum. She was distorting it with the use. You can hear your sister's blow dryer on your radio. Don't say you can't. You can. It's a real thing. Ham radio guys always want this clean electricity. So there are things that happen to your electricity that make it dirty. One is interference. That's like crosstalk, right? One is distortion. So every every LED driver, every CFL ballast, and every solar inverter has a rating on it. THD should be THD less than 3%. What's that? Total harmonic distortion. So oftentimes the quality of your ballast, the quality of your driver is in direct proportion to a couple things. One is THD, total harmonic distortion. Another one's power factor, right? So in electricity, we have eight key points. And I don't mean to be techie, I'll buzz from fast. One, volts. Two, amps. Three, watts, which is the product. Total harmonic distortion electromagnetic fields, Ohm's law of resistance, and primary frequency. These are the eight things that need to be within a parameter. So dirty electricity is when one or multiple things are out 
of a design parameter. Got it. And what's your background? Are you an engineer? Um, I didn't finish an engineering school. I was slugging it out. Um, I do have an applied science degree and a business degree. And I was in a apply a power systems engineering certificate program when my li wife, my life changed a little bit and I did not graduate. So I've been to school. I've got no certificate and won't fib about it. But or I, I can slug it out with the best of them in my little sector. But a lot of that <laughs> I didn't learn in school, guys. I, yeah. I learned it on the job. I mean, when you, when you go to business school, you learn about insurance and Jimmy Hoff and all that stuff. How much do you really get to apply in the real life world for most of my lighting and my engineering? Come on, guys. I did not learn it. I'm going to say something yeah. right now. I'm going to tell you something right now. I think college is 90% a complete waste of time and it costs way too much money and they don't teach you anything you need to know. And the sooner you get out is if you want to be an entrepreneur, get out there and start selling stuff to people. And you'll learn so much fast. I, I mean, you know what? Especially in America, what's your degree? Do you have the, do you have the tickets beside your name and all this? It's such a load yeah. of crap. Americans especially way overvalue uh, formal education in, 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 um, in universities and way under, under, undervalue savvy learned in the business world. It's, it's like a rite of passage. And it's, you know, you, you ask somebody, you know, about their education. And in some way that, you know, puts them in a group or, or their credibility or something when you're absolutely right. I know guys that right now their shoes untied and their zippers down, but they got an MBA. I got yeah. a good buddy who's an MBA. He is washing dishes right now at a restaurant. I also know guys that didn't graduate high school that are multi-million dollar entrepreneurs. College is absolutely overrated. For some reason, we give it so much credibility. That's the American system, right? We give certain things credibility. When what should really give you credibility? Are you a good person? Are you fun? Are you honest? Are you generous? Are you kind-spirited and kind-hearted? That's the only measure of a man, I think, is the size of his heart. I truly yeah, believe that. I would say, what have you built? What value have you added to the society? What, what you, you know, you know, like you, listen, contribution. There's so many grif grifters and talking heads out there that have tickets that say something. Oh, I'm smart. Look at, I have a ticket from right. You. And you know, I'm not going to. We could talk. I, we could do a whole I podcast on this agree. topic. I think it's You're a correct. huge problem in America right now, um, and in Canada too. Like, you don't have a degree or whatever. It's like ah. Anyway, long story short, yeah. What's I, next, Greg? is in agreement. Keep... Okay, keep going. <laughs> so but I do have science what... and business degrees, if that helps at all for yeah. our listeners. No, but I, just, when just I learned curious. It, when yeah. I learned at work, I learned at work. I didn't learn it in school. Sure. Yeah, no, that's the right way to do it. So dirty electricity, you said a little bit, but specifically, why is it bad? Or is it a major problem? Let's go there. Okay, so let's go back. So just so you know, maybe the single largest contributor to dirty electricity in our world today is in direct portion to our lighting. So we're going to go back just 30 years, maybe to 1990. We all use the Edison incandescent light bulb, right? You got, you got a, a, an anode and a cathode, right? You got power in, power out. And then you have this tungsten or magnesium, manganese, some blend, usually tungsten filament. And when you apply voltage, you get heat. 90% of what's made is heat, but you get this really great byproduct of light. Now, by the sheer operation of that, it cleans electricity. So my mom's vacuum is on making it dirty, but that resistive load cleans it. Now, according to the Department of Energy at that time, we all had 20 to 30 of these light bulbs in our home. 
So every single resident, American, Canadian, Mexican, you pick it, is actively cleaning electricity every time they're using light. Now, they took that away and they brought this really great product to us, CFL, Compact Fluorescent Lamp. So they shut down all these. So I, I am an American designer, engineer, manufacturer in Montana. We manufacture our stuff in Montana for the most part. Some little parts always come from Asia. We don't make every component, but I think it's important to build stuff, to be a producer, a creator, a contributor, not just a consumer. So what happened with the CFL, those are made in Asia. So these great light bulb manufacturing plants in Michigan get shut down. We're buying the stuff from Asia. Well, what's in it? It is a, um, so the way a compact fluorescent works is you have gases in them. And that gas becomes your filament. I don't know if you guys realize this, but they need higher This is a lighting show. Everybody listening mostly knows all this kind of thing. Okay, I love it. Okay, I love it. So we import this terrible crap, and then we throw it in garbage in landfill in Montana. Man, it's just, it's such, such a terrible waste. But these things don't clean electricity, gentlemen. They dirty it. They add harmonic distortion. They add electromagnetic fields. They have low power factor, maybe in the 50s. So... We, they take less watts, that's true, right? But they add harmonic distortion, electromagnetic fields, and low power factor. So a lot of what we gained, we gained, we gave back. But something very diabolical happened there. We went from everybody having 20 electricity cleaners to everybody having 20 electricity dirtiers. And a lot of the discussions in Europe were, okay, we lowered overall wattage by the switch in lighting. However, we have so degraded the quality of power that we're now pushing more power than it requires. And that's what power factor is. When you need more power than is actually required by the device to run. So now you begin to lose power because of Ohm's law of resistance. The more current we push, the more we lose as heat. And then where's the heat go? Turn into pixie dust? No, it's heat. So now your phone's hot. The back of your DVR is hot. Your TV's hot. Back of your fridge is hot. Your phone charges slow and hot. Now my air conditioner is blowing to beat the band and the top of my damn DVR is now a space heater. So the electronic doesn't last as long. The electronic doesn't want to be hot and my air conditioner is shrugging all this heat. So the change in lighting had a fundamental change in energy quality in the world beyond contestation. Well, that's true. I thought the solution was to increase the size of the neutral wire at the switchgear or at the main... Um, like what well, we solved a lot of these problems. So companies would switch from their magnetic ballasts, their T12 ballasts, yeah. and then they would have problems. The whole building would go down. And the problem was that the, uh, the neutral wire was smaller than the, um, at the switch gear was smaller than the load wire. If the building the was conductor. built, yeah, was built in the seventies or whatever. And so we would change those, those cables and it would solve the problem. But you're saying the problem's not solved. I love that you guys actually do know your stuff. I usually talk everyone's head. I throw it, you guys hit it back. I love it. The, the neutral was never supposed to be that big. The neutral was not supposed to carry so much current. So we've got these houses in California specifically where the neutral on the ground is bonded. That was code now. Having neutral and grounded is not code anymore. So I say, okay, so I plug in my vacuum and in the phase blade. So when you're looking at an outlet, uh, or something that I plug into an outlet, a plug. Usually one blade is small, the other blade mm-hmm. is big. The smaller sure. blade is the phase, that's power in. The big blade is power out. When you throw an amp meter over both legs, 
You got like mm-hmm. five amps coming in. You got four point nine going sure. out, baby. You got the amps only power that's out, yeah. really lost is Ohm's law. Well, where does that go? That goes on the neutral. So the neutral becomes the conductor, if you yeah. will, of the dirty electricity because we got clean power in, degraded by use of the device, out on the neutral. So the that's not consumption, that though. That's not consumption. No, though. it's not consumption. No, it's not consumption. Um, but dirty electricity has that cumulative effect. And that's really what I'm talking about, really not watts or power bills specifically. Okay, so listen, I've I've had people come try to sell me black boxes before they clean electricity. And I always call bullshit. I love call bullshit on them, okay? I love it. Um, So one of the things that, you know, I've done in the past is we've actually metered lighting systems and then then took our, our, our payment out of the proven electricity savings. And we've never seen any electricity savings on consumption or load from any of these devices that scrub Mm-mm. electricity or clean the electricity. So we're, we're in agreement that there's no energy saving. Well, not on that device. Not on that thing. That any energy savings that you would have would come post that as a result of the dirty electricity. The watt should stay the same. Volts times amps times power factor is watts. Not volts times amps. Volts times amps is VA. Volt amps, total power. So by cleaning the power, you're not going to reduce or improving the power factor. You're not going to improve the watt. That's going to stay the same. What you're going to lower is heat down the line. So what I'm stating right here is that I've got a ballast. I've got a driver. I've got something. We measure power in, power out, and we filter it. Who gives a shit? That's the guy that dirtied it. It's, and, and do you want to put a filter on your camel? Or do you want to stop smoking? That's really the difference too. That's a different part of the conversation. Let me ask you a question. So if I if I stick a meter on the if I stick a meter on the whole service, um, before we, it's a it's a component you install at the panel that you guys are making, or what is it? Tell me what it is you're making. Let's start with that. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, let's 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 finish let's finish what you're saying. So I don't argue that you don't change it on the device that's making dirty electricity. What's changed is the other things that now get the dirty electricity. My mom's vacuum comes in. She, my mom's vacuum's getting clean power. It's my TV that's feeling the effect. So I go up to a river and it's snow melt in Montana and it's gorgeous and that water is so clean I can drink it. And I am also dumping a contaminant into that water, measuring it right before at the place. That's not where it's dirty. That's not where I'm going to pick up the contaminants. It's but that's after. how we're going to get the baseline. That's how we're going to get the baseline, handsome. Okay, so now my DVR or whatever, it's, it is using three or four more extra watts. That's mm. real power. That's converted into heat. Heat is the watt. You cannot cheat the watt. I agree with you. I agree with you, you 100%. You can't cheat the watt. Okay, so, what, so, so what I'm if saying I, is if I, if I meter before and after, if I meter, yes. if I meter the panel, the entire service to a home or a business beforehand, and we, yeah. like, what is, it, what is it that you would install and what would it do? Okay, so now we're getting somewhere. Okay, so let's say we install this at the panel, and we've got a, a clamp over. So in the U.S., we have 120 on A, and we have 120 on B. So let's mm-hmm. throw a CT clamp over A and B, and let's measure the eight things I talked about. Mm-hmm. We're going to measure volts, amps, watts, all that. And then we plug in a whole bunch of dirtying devices, CFLs with bad ballasts, LEDs with bad drivers, just a bunch of vacuums, just a bunch of crap. And we measure watts. Amps and watts at the panel to power these loads. And then we filter it with any number of filtering devices out there that work. 
within a few minutes, you'll begin to lower the heat loss, the Ohm's law, the total power, and the amps, and that it will lower the watts considerably at the main service as a cumulative effect of all these things, not necessarily that one thing specifically that's making it dirty. So that I, I have tested these things multiple times and I've never observed that. Now I don't I'm not we saying had, your product. I'm not saying your no, product. No problem. I, I've no tested problem. it. So, I've done the tests on this. I put the 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 the, the CTs so, around. So the what you're main saying loads. is that I'm gonna put a meter on your house and I'm gonna ship you one of my units and I'm gonna show it to you unequivocally beyond contestation. If you'd be willing to play that game, I'll play it with you. And here's an easy way to do it. So there's guys out there. So what you're probably talking about, for the most part, is probably a capacitor bank, right? So a capacitor mm -hmm, sure. bank is an easiest way to lower amps. But we know the amps don't lower the watts. Exactly. What you do save, though, is resistance. So the air conditioner runs on 5 amps at a power factor of 50. You improve the power factor to Unity 99. You're going to be down to 2.5 amps. So those 2.5 amps, just by surely traveling through the wire, will have a savings. You can't say none. It's small, but you can't say none. Because if I push five amps from here to here, I'm going to lose more to Ohm's law of resistance and heat than I am 2.5 amps. It's How totally much does linear. the device cost? How much does the device cost? Um, well, it, it depends on what the load is or whatever else. So for single family thousand home. bucks. Single family thousand home. Bucks, thousand, thousand bucks. bucks. Okay. So let's but let's keep going. And so we, we make lighting and stuff too. And our our lighting is power factor perfect. Adds no THD. Adds no EMF. Um, there there are a lot of other results that come as an effect, a byproduct of this dirty electricity. So <clears throat> your water, for the most part, right? You're a human being. We're 70, 80 percent water content. Right. Um, we get heavy metaled. People say chemtrails and aluminum and all this stuff. So now, so now, come on, I'm just mercury is real. PCBs right? is real. So, yeah. so, so now I'm water and I've inhaled all this aluminum. I'm a conductor, period. So the idea that cell towers and 4G and 5G would have no effect on me is impossible. I'm not saying it's bad for you. I'm not wearing my foil hat. I'm just saying that when you shoot any signal, any wave, where's the wave land? It lands on an antenna, it lands on a conductor. When you are 5'9", 185 pounds of water and metal, you are a conductor, period. So you might not agree that it's bad for you, but the idea that it has no effect is, 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 is so easily refutable because that's just how electricity and waves and things work. So if it can make your DVR hot, and it does beyond contestation. If it makes Ohm's law hot and the back of your fridge is hot, and it is, and the back of your air, um, freezer in your garage is hot. So a couple of things happen. Number one, when we lower that heat, that's the watt, we lower the bill. So as those things cool- and You also preserve the life of the devices. You preserve the life of the device. The thing now runs cooler. Your phone, your phone every 21 times roughly that you charge it, gets hotter <laughs> than hell. Why? It didn't the last 15 times, but it is this time. I'll, we'll help you solve that. We'll help you. A, your intelligent brain says something's not right. 
You don't exactly know what it is, but you know that it's not right. It's not supposed to be that hot. I it's thought not the heat. Good I it. thought the heat was was largely. Um, I thought the problems with that were largely the difference between AC and DC. Like the constant converting of AC electricity to DC is a, is problematic. I love you. So 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 the initial biggest cause of dirty electricity, the number one initial cause, was our switch and lighting. From incandescent, resistive load lighting, that clean power, to CFL. Here's number two, boys, the conversion of AC to DC, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it is a huge dirty electricity thing. So now we're strobing. So DC is one guy goes in and you shut the door. I mean, that's how you turn DC into AC, right? You let one guy in and you shut the door behind him because AC wants to do this. Well, that's what a diode does. You let him in and shut the door. He can't go out. And then you net the legs scan and you shut the door and he can't go out. And so now you're going, that, 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 that. At 60 hertz, you're strobing it. Your DC device likes it. Friggin' nothing else does. Everything else hates it. And the ID that has no repercussion downstream is bullshit. It does. And we'll measure it. And when you clean it, you get a different result. Does it cut your bill in half? No. It's like 6 or 8%. But it's measurable. It's consistent. And the reason you get that is you're not making all your crap hot. You're not making all your crap hot. And so when your crap's not hot, it performs better. It has to last longer. You're not going to argue that with me. And your air conditioner is not blowing to beat the friggin' band. So let's say it's 80 degrees outside and you got the air conditioner on. Your little kid wants to be warm. They bring out a space heater and they plug it in. You go, no way, Jose, because I'm using watts to make the heat and then I'm using watts to make it cold. Don't think the back of your fridge isn't that same thing. Of course it is. So if I save the watts making it hot, I save the watts making it cold. If your air conditioner can do one event, one less event cycle per day, or shorter event cycles, you save about 3% on your bill. We'll accomplish that almost out of the gate by cooling down all your devices. So we're not talking about life-saving numbers, but they're measurable. They're real. And you can tell right now I'm not full of crap because I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah, but that doesn't mean your device works. So we have to we have to talk more about that. Okay, okay. all right, that's fair enough. All right. Okay, that's fair enough. All right. So, but so because we're going to get there. Huh. Um, well, I think there might be part two here. But anyway, let, let's uh, <laughs> let's um, let's discuss this further. So I I have a farm in the country. Okay, and okay. Um, in the summertime, they've built a lot more houses out there recently. Yeah. And what I've noticed is that in the summertime, weird things happen because uh, I have yeah. a, a, a ground source heat pump. Um, watch the volume there, Scotty. I just got it a lot louder on my end anyway. But any, so I have a ground source heat pump and um, I noticed that sometimes what will happen is in the summer at peak heat, my generator will come on, which is super uh-huh. weird. But what's happening is the, the device that's sensing electricity is sensing that it's gone down. So there's right. the, the voltage is dropping because everybody's right. in air conditioner that's is right. going on in that area. And you have long power lines servicing these areas. And there's not a lot of whatever those uh, uh, gen- the stations that read substations, substations, yep. and that so you have long distances combined with higher than normal loads going on all at the same time, and then the power drops, the uh, the it drops and it trips on my generator. Um, yes. Do you guys does your device clean power on the way in? Yes. So what you're talking about is exactly what I'm talking about. Now I'm talking about a micro scale. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a macro scale. Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about is something in between the clean power and me mm-hmm. changing in some negative way. 
the parameters of these powers. So what you're talking about specifically is low voltage. Is low voltage a form of dirty electricity? It certainly can be because it's outside a parameter. And now this, the, the alert on my HVAC or the alert on my pump or something else is saying not within parameter. It's resetting, turning on my Jenny or whatever else. And so we're going to add that it's a cumulative effect. So their CFL, their DC devices are adding more and more harmonics, real and measurable. <clears throat> so so when you, you get called the foil hat guy, and I can take it, these shoulders can carry it. I've, I've been called the foil hat guy. But when you ask a ham radio guy if interference is real, it's, it's beyond contestation. They have all these filtering systems and stuff so that they can get this clean signal. When you ask an audiophile, so we're in like Neil size. Young talks about this all the time. Neil so Young, when he plugs his amp, a, Neil Young, the musician, he yes. talks about plugging his amp in all the time and knowing if the power is clean or not So the our, way his guitar our, sounds. Our yeah, best customers true. are audiophiles. So, so bands and stuff love our stuff. So let's say you're in this audiophile's house and you're watching Avatar. And we have drifted away to James Cameron's incredible light and sound, and we're totally encapsulated. Now the mini fridge comes on in his bar. What happens? The speakers go tick. They go mm -hmm. pop. Don't say they don't. Of course they do. They yeah, can't they do. help it. When that mm -hmm. big inrush pulls that five amps, the goes worst to that air conditioner. BD, the worst is printers. Like a printer comes on to print something. And it like takes out the anything else that's on that circuit. It takes it out. Yeah, it's true. So this is exactly what I'm talking about. And so it's one of those things that you just say it out loud. You're the foil hat guy. But then you say, I'm watching I Dream of Genie. The TV's messy. My neighbor's air conditioner comes on. My lights dim. Um, the ham radio guy and the audiophile pop and tick in the speakers. This is exactly what I'm talking about. And your phone getting hot. You just had to have it broken down into real simple things that you're familiar with. And so I'm going to take it one step further. And you guys are going to love this one because the UFOs are coming for us, baby. Um, <laughs> EMF are bad for bad for the person. They're, they're bad for your being. What's now, EMF? What's EMF? Electromagnetic fields. Okay. So electromagnetic fields is what makes any motor run. The power of electromagnetic fields, I'm going to put it in proportion for you right now. So I, I think as little boys, we all love trains. And I would count the cars. And whenever we'd get stopped at the train crossing, I would count them. And my, my top one is like 111 cars. Well, I'm in Montana. They're coal cars. They were some 20 to 40 tons per car. You got 100 of them. How do you get that thing going? How do you get that thing moving? Now, we've all pulled a boat or a big trailer. And in it, we used to drive sticks. You're slipping that clutch, slipping that clutch. Pretty soon you're smoking your clutch because you're trying to get this thing or your motorcycle. Do you either do a wheelie or kill it? You got to be smooth with the clutch, right? Well, in an in a, in a, in electric motor, you've got a stator and you've got the coil and you've got the magnets and you create by applying voltage to this copper coil, an electromagnetic field. That field begins to spin it. Nothing's touching. There's no moving parts or, or connecting hard parts. So we're going to get 100 train cars that weigh 40 tons each moving with a field yes that's how they work electromagnetic fields are real and they're part of everyday life so let's break it down a little bit farther what does the grass look like under high voltage lines it ain't bushier it's bushy less it's dead underneath and then a little yellow and then it gets green again it's not healthier now i'm not grass grass is way tougher than me 
it lives outside all winter. It lives outside all summer. It's tougher and shit. It's hard to kill. You can pour gas on the stuff and it comes back. And yet it's killed or greatly degraded by these electromagnetic fields. Dairy cows. More studies have been done because it's a trillion dollar business. It's not just milk. It's ice cream. It's cheese. It's butter. It's yogurt. It's sour cream. This guy's gone full tin hat on us. Full tin hat. So when you read the studies from the big guys, Dairy Gold, Marigold, all the way down to the Amish, all the way down to the Hooterites, the guys that don't use electricity, the measure of dirty electricity or the quality of electricity in a dairy is directly relevant to the production amount, taste, and quality of the milk. It has been so well studied. Here's another one. Greenhouses, indoor grows. We've got documented pictures of the plant moving towards the light or the water, moving away from the electricity. The plants don't like it. It's bad for plants. So because of the FDA, I can't say it's bad for you. So I won't. It's bad for grass, bad for cows, bad for strawberries. So wouldn't it just track what I'm not going to say? Wouldn't it just follow naturally? So your device solves this problem? Yes. Yes. And we're not full of crap. And it doesn't cut your bill in half, but it cools your crap down. It makes it a healthier, happier place for you and your crap and your plant and your cat. And your audio sound is crisp and your video picture is clear and your DVR is cooler and your phone charges hot and fast. It saves you a little bit on your bill. It's also a very robust surge protector. Lights don't dim. Alerts don't come on when the voltage drops from your neighbors. It's, it's not, and there's no bleeding tech in it. I'm not the world's greatest guy. I started looking at my air conditioner and the capacitor went bad. So I had to become a friggin' expert in it because I didn't want to spend the 12 bucks. I'm weird. I got a surge protector on my stereo and I got one on my friggin' air conditioner. But I don't have one on my panel. That's just stupid, right? And then I started looking into EMFs when my kid got sick. We moved into a house by power lines. And within one year, my dude had never had a B. My dude hadn't missed a day of school in two years, is now not being that dude anymore. So I immediately felt I'm a bad, my bad dad, is something happening? And I, I started to go down this road. And I won't rabbit trail you guys too much farther on that. I'll just say our lighting has impacted our electrical world in a negative way. And the DC devices have impacted our electrical world in a negative way. And I'm not saying that anybody's to blame. I'm not saying that it's intentional. I'm not accusing any business or creature or anything. I'm just saying that it's measurable and it's measurably worse than before. And there are some outcomes from that. And one of them simply is your driver or your ballast will last longer if they operate within a lower temperature. When they get really friggin' hot, it just lowers their lifespan. And watts aren't free and heat's not free. Reggie. Before I go over, Greg's been pointing over to himself that he wants to ask That's a question, fine. but I just keep jumping in here. It's similar to when um, you want to dim LED device, any LED bulbs really well, and you, instead of having 12 all LEDs, you put one halogen bulb, and it makes the thing dim a lot better. One resistant yes, it does. lamp on the dimmer really uh, helps it go. Go ahead, Greg. So that's exactly some of my questions. Lighting specific, that instance, I want to know that one. But then also going back to the printer, we do a lot of line voltage LED tubes, like a four foot. You know, we're doing all commercial yep. lighting for the most part. 
zone yep. office building, you bypass the ballast, you put an LED tube in. That might happen to be connected to the printer, and it's happened, I would say, probably 15 times in, in the last couple of years to me where we put in type D B tubes, which is bypass yep. the ballast, and yep. when the printer goes on, those tubes flicker. Is there ever a way to get that? Does your system cut that issue out, or would it? Damn right. Hmm. Yes, it does. That's its job, stabilizing that voltage, um, separating things from inrush and the other things that happen. So anytime you have a switch mode power supply, um, anything that's sensitive downstream of that can potentially be negative affected, negatively af affected negatively. I'm going to use good grammar for you guys by the operation of that device. Um, it's just it's just a reality of the world, and we see it all the time. I'm just the weirdo that said, surely somebody makes something that can fix that. And really, it's here's here's another one. So you go into the the stereo store, maybe it's Best Buy or something, and you see a really great Yamaha receiver, five or six hundred bucks. And I'm a Yamaha guy. I raced for Yamaha, not not a factory racer. But I rode Yamahas for a long time. Um, I'm a Yamaha guy. It's the tuning fork company. Well, then you're in the mall and you see the Apple store and you see the Bang & Olufsen stereo store. And you go in there and that receiver is 12 grand. And you're like, are you out of your mind? I know that $500 Yamaha or other brands receiver is going to work great. And it is. It's going to work great. Why is the Bang & Olufsen 12 grand? It's that damn click or tick or pop in the speakers that you and I just lived through. The audiophile loses his mind over it. So he shields his wiring so he doesn't get interference. He uses these other things. So those are really the component sets that we began to look at in, 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 in creating our device. And we really looked at the eight aspects of alternating current that I mentioned earlier and said, okay, which component set treats each of these things? And then we began to see which of those would play nice together because some were competing. And we spent a million dollars in several years finding and sourcing the best components that did each of these things and then getting them to play nice and building them into electronic that would work. And one of the challenges was this. In your electrical system in residence, you have three pathways. You have A to neutral, right? That's 120 volts. That's a unique pathway to itself. You have B to neutral. It's its own guy. But now you've got phase-to-phase -phase A to B, which is your dryer and your range and maybe your air conditioner. So our system treats all eight aspects, but on all pathways, all three different pathways. So the surge protection and the components and stuff are different on the 240 than they are in the 120s. So all attributes, all pathways, that's, those are our trademarks and our patents and something that took us a long time to get there. So going back to that one example, I just want to make sure now I can go solve it. Is it something you okay. put on the outlet that the printer's connected to, or is it something that you put on the panel that the circuit goes to? I didn't fully answer your question. I went down my own rabbit trail. So let's come <laughs> back to, let's answer that, and let's come back to dimmers, and let's talk about that because we've got, so, so we make products that can either plug in that are circuit-specific. You don't need one for each device. Your bedroom or something is probably its own circuit. If you plug one in that room, you're getting that whole circuit specifically, but also in some way you treat it that whole phase. And so if you have our product in between what we call the culprit, the printer, the guy that's causing it, we call him a culprit, and in between him and whatever's being negatively affected, then, then it will fix that. We also make products that wire in at the panel 
that treat the whole panel. Um, and and that, that thing is going down, in most cases, the neutral. And so one of the things they did to fix that was increase the size of the conductor in the neutral, right? But that's like what I was saying before. Do you want to just put a Band-Aid on it? Do you want to put a filter on your cigarette? Or do you actually want to stop smoking? Do you actually not want to get cut? So there's kind of two ways to go. Acknowledge the problem and Band-Aid it. Or acknowledge the problem and look to fix it. And there's two ways you can look to fix it. That manufacturer makes it better, or you filter filter it as close. See, to I the always thought you could never do that if you didn't interrupt the power between the device and the circuit, like a, something you plug into the plug. Right. It's uh, so so so. This is one thing that I'll say that I'm no I'm right about. I don't really know how it works. Alternating current is very confusing to me. How it goes forward and back and still covers distance. Um, how it can be in several places at once. Um, how nobody really can... knows what electricity is. Actually, that's the truth. I'm telling nobody you, bro. Does. I I no. have spent really okay. I, I have spent like the, so you, much you, time. They they don't even know what electricity is. I'll tell you that right now. This okay. is going to blow people's minds. But there isn't a scientist in the world that can actually tell you what electricity is. We know how to harness it. We know how to generate it. We know how to use it. And so we have this this downstream of it understanding of how it works and how much of it we need, but they don't, it's like light. Nobody really knows what light is. They don't even know what it is. They don't know what it does. Um, there's all mad, like light and electricity are, are kind of the same thing in a sense. And you couldn't, there isn't a scientist on the planet that could tell you what light actually is and how, huh. and if, is it actually different from gravity? They don't even really know. Um, and how does it create life? How does it, how does it grow? Like they don't know the answer to these questions. If you, I've, I've talked to them and asked them, they don't know what it is. No, I love it. I love that. And I was sheepish too. And telling you, I, I, I know how to fix it. I don't really completely understand. That's how electricity is. Nobody really knows. Maybe Tesla knew, maybe Tesla knew. I don't know. You know what? Edison didn't have a clue. What's the charge particle? um, they can observe so, the particles, okay? They can yes. observe the particles, but every time they observe a particle and they find it, there's one smaller. It's like the Higgs boson. After they get right. to the boson, right. they go we're beyond no that. Atoms, we're, we're at quarks now. Yeah. 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 So it, 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 um, they don't even know what it is. So somehow electricity is, is, is all connected. So you know that in a way that when your neighbor does something, you feel it. So here's what's interesting about our boxes. The, depending on how – so when you sell solar – if I was going to give you a pitch on it, what matters is not the friggin' sun. The sun comes up in much as Canada as it does in Texas. The day might be a little bit shorter, but solar panels actually want to be cold. They don't want to be hot. So like Montana and stuff is fabulous for solar because we get this blend of big skies and cool temperatures. They want to be cold. Okay. If you're going to sell somebody solar, the friggin' sun's going to come up on the earth, right? What matters is what you pay for electricity. If you pay four cents a kilowatt hour, solar sucks. You pay twenty-five cents a kilowatt hour, solar rocks, baby. We're talking five-year ROI. Eh, what? You know what? I, I don't want to get into a solar conversation. Let me let I me got... finish. Let me. I'm, not, okay. I'm going somewhere else with this. That's it. That's going somewhere else with this. But we're a solar dealer, and what you pay for watt makes a big difference. What makes a big difference in our product lines efficacy is the same thing: how your utility company bills. So most utility companies say on their website or somewhere else that they bill on the watt, not on the total power, not on the VA. <laughs> Wrong. I'm calling grade A malarkey right now 
because we've done things with people's bills and stuff that mathematically doesn't work. But I'm not saying once. We got 85,000 installed. I've been slugging it out for 13 years. I got more power bills than any, man, I got as many as their friggin' utility. This is my life. I take it seriously. I'm not full of crap. I love people. I want to do good things. My son was negatively affected by it. I care about my fellow human beings. And if I can save you a couple bucks along the way, I will. And I'm telling you, utilities bill so differently and oftentimes so differently than what we're told they bill by that oftentimes the result is a lot better than it should be, not based on the efficacy of our equipment specifically, is how the utility is billing you. Where their tiers are, um, yeah, whether they're billing I, we, for we power factor. We can have factor. a whole conversation on utilities, okay. trust me. All right. um, but okay. let, me, let me make you a proposal, okay? You send me a care pack of your gear. Yep. You yep. tell me how to measure and verify it pre and post. Yep. And I'll do that at my house. And my house is a good place to go because I have a six-ton um, heat pump in my basement. Um, I have a generator. It's a, 70, it's a big house. It's got lots okay. of different loads on it. And I, I, I will do the pre and post test and then we'll do part two and we'll get really wild. Done. How's that sound? Um, I want to know what I get for winning. <laughs> or being right. Come on now. Cause I'm going to put my, I'm going to send you five grand worth of gear. I the host of the get a grip on lighting right. podcast will believe you. <laughs> oh, what? oh, and all my dreams will come true. Yeah, so, no. So, so we'll we'll do that. I have no problem putting my money where my mouth is. Okay, it's measurable, and then then we'll go down. You know, some of the other things. And if you I'm can't you right see now. what you would get, you, you you probably shouldn't be in business. You know exactly what you're going to get. A I know ton exactly of customers, what I'm brother. Yeah. Well, I so so, and you know, five thousand people who are lighting distributors are probably going to listen you, to this. You know show. that I played this game a lot of times, mm-hmm. and you know that I wouldn't do it if I didn't know what the result was going to be. Yeah, sure. And I'm going to okay. tell you what the result is going to be, and I'm going to be so close. That I'm really going to blow your mind. So we do have right. 85,000 installed. So one of the reasons, so I've got a really great testimony I'd love to share about LEDs, the Tampa, Florida International Airport. So one of our guys, SEI, Scientific Energy Improvement, is the LED retrofit guy, right? So we sell on the LED retrofit. It's going to sell on three things. It's going to look beautiful. It's going to last a long time. It's going to save enough money on your bill to repay for itself within the life of the bulb. That's basically LED retrofit sales pitch. It's going to look beautiful. It's going to last a long time. It's going to pay for itself with that license thing. Okay. So he does a wing or something. I'm, I'm in Montana. I'm not disingenuous. He does a wing or a terminal or something in this LED retrofit. It's about a quarter of a million dollars. Well, he uses our boxes when he does it for a couple of things. Number one, it's going to make them last longer. And number two, potentially help on the bill. So by adding our stuff, he helps two of his three things. It's going to save on the bill. They're going to last a long time. Our stuff helps with that. So a lot of the LED retrofit guys get one of our boxes at dealer cost, which is exceedingly low because we're the manufacturer, and add it, hoping to get that great result. Well, there was some kind of big surge. Was it lightning or whatever? I don't know, and I'm not full of crap. But there was a big surge, and like 20 electrical panels in this wing of Tampa, Florida International Airport saw a, a catastrophic spike and ruined a bunch of their crap. The panels that had our box didn't even show an anomaly on the data recorders downstream. The facilities director says specifically, I don't write fluff letters, but I got to tell you, this is the best, you know, few hundred bucks we've ever spent because not only did it just save our quarter million dollar lighting retrofit, but it saved everything else on there. And so when you're talking 
LED, when you're talking driver, you're talking about major capital investment, you're talking about long life, you're talking about save and dough. And I'm telling you right now, stuff wants clean power, doesn't want dirty, stuff wants to be cool, especially electronics. doesn't want to be hot, especially, especially electronics. Yeah, so let me, let me jump in here first, okay? First of all, when LED manufacturers tell me about lightning strikes and voltage services, I call bullshit on that, okay? But um, because, you know, then lightning strikes buildings all the time, actually. It's not like striking a human being. Buildings are like an airport is going to get struck by lightning probably three times a year, okay? To be honest with you, they get struck by lightning a lot. And, it, it, you know, when you had metal halides in there or you had a fluorescence in there, there was never any problems. And so the, the LED manufacturers are always using that voltage surge, dirty power to get out of warranty work, okay, which uh-huh. probably has nothing to do with the lightning strike or, the, or that. But I believe you. I think that you're onto something. I, don't, I think you're right about everything you said. I just am not sure if your device solves solves those problems or not. You understand where I'm at right now? Of course I, I do. Think, I think you're right about everything you've said, but I need to see to believe it. And then if we do, I think it goes with every lighting LED lighting retrofit out there, Greg. Sure could, especially those bypass ballasts that I have all the time. Yeah. So, so what I would say in response, I'm not a driving, I'm not a driver manufacturer, so I'm not mm-hmm. contesting what you say. I'll just add this. What I believe is that the driver is so sensitive that it is a voltage spike or something that takes it out. That needs to be covered in the effing warranty. If you make me something that's exceedingly fragile and it's going to break if something that happens all the time happens, that needs to be covered in the warranty. Drivers are more sensitive. So if we know that it's going to fail, why are we giving them a pass on something that almost inevitably at some point is going to happen? That's that's my rebuttal to that. I think that that surges and spikes do kill drivers. I just think that that they should either build a surge protector in it, they should make the component more robust, or they should cover something that's likely going to happen within that five or seven year. That needs to be covered because that's why I friggin' bought it. Or or they should kiss my ass. Uh, right? BD Eric's in the second. Um, we'll be, you'll be on again. I don't know when folks, but we're going to do round two with BD after we run the test. And then all you lighting distributors out there can get excited about scrubbing that electricity. Greg, but before we go, what, we're, we got to keep it easy, brother. We got to keep that's it right. easy with keystone tech.com. That's K E Y S T O N E T E C H.com. That's light made easy. Greg, Eric, you know, we talked a lot about drivers today, and Keystone is a driver manufacturer. They actually have their own driver, which a lot of other LED manufacturers don't have. The importance of having a good driver is there, and they have it in all their fixtures, including their power and color selectable LED high bay. Change the wattage, change the color right on the fixture with a Keystone driver. Ooh, yeah. Keep it easy with Keystone. Go to KeystoneTech.com, K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-T-E-C-H.com. And, of course... The National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors. That's right. We're all going to start cleaning power if this guy on the next show. If we uh, we'll get it going, we'll keep it going, and then you'll be deploying. You'll be scrubbing everybody's electricity from here to Kalamazoo. And if you've made it to the end, folks, hey, you know I speak on behalf of BD, Greg, and myself when I say love you guys and gals out there that listen every week to the show. We appreciate you. And if you haven't joined Nailed, well. We're not going to let you in anymore, so you're just kidding, of course. Come on in. Join us at NALD.org. Thanks for listening.